Yo, yo, yo. What up? What up, what up, what up? Chilling out, Max. Like relaxing all cool, man. That's so tight. There's a, we were walking by a house tonight, and there's a stand-up. What is it? A stand-up basketball hoop? I guess it's the the ones that have like the base. Uh-huh. Filled and with I asked, sand I asked, and or water. Right. I asked Lindsay if if they that family was getting rid of it. They're moving out of the house. So I'm wondering if they're just gonna leave it. I'm assuming they have to they've they moved out this weekend, so I'm assuming that they'd have to get it uh packed up and moved out by tomorrow. I, was asking I always Lin- feel like that's Lin's. Yeah, I feel like that always gets left behind when people move away. Yeah. And I'm thinking I, I so I, I asked her if she'd like me to grab it. And she goes, Yeah, I guess, sure. But I think where the hell am I gonna put it, man? <laughs> we have we already have a trailer in front of the house, and we're starting to park a car out in front of the house. I don't know, man. What you do is you take the backstop off, the backboard off, and you just attach it to the back of the trailer. <laughs> I thought you were going to say attach it to the house, because that actually did come to mind. I don't know if you could do that, um, but that's what I had growing up. Right. Was the one that was on the uh, on the front of the house. But I always hated it when I would miss, like bad misses. I just slammed the garage door if it was shut. I know that if I heard that, if <laughs> yeah. my kids, oh yeah, go 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 go. Yeah, I'd I'd go out there and say, guys, shoot a little better. Even though my mom was, she couldn't care less. She was, just, I know, have fun, honey. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. I do think my mom was tired of me trying to ollie in the backyard. Yeah, that can that uh, that can get annoying. That the snap of the the wood, yeah, over and over. <laughs> but you know that. Uh, you would ask your parents to watch, right? Look yeah. when you're certain you're things, yeah. Skating can, around, yeah. yeah. I would like the first time I wanted to do a kick flip. The first time I tried to do a heel flip, and you sit there for 10, 15 minutes, uh, just trying to, I don't know, do what you did right before you asked them to come watch you do the trick. And for whatever reason, you just can't do it. Yep. And it was, I, I don't know. I, I always loved it when my mom was just happy. She would go, "Oh, Justin, that's so nice. I, I, I you know, I, I can tell that you've spent so much time on this. I got to go fi- finish making dinner." It was um, <laughs> so nice, right? It was always better than, oh. <laughs> oh, this is Jimmy Pod. Oh, my goodness. So good. I couldn't figure out, like, even what the title meant. So, like. Me neither. I, I that was a good lead in. Ugh. This is I like have so much housekeeping most... this week. Okay, okay, good. Before we get into better than O. Okay. Um, first off, and I couldn't believe I did this, last week, which airs later this Friday, um, yep. I kept saying that uh, Adam Heap, no relation to a heap of games, which is technically <laughs> true, but it's because they're the exact same person. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so it's... So, um, Thomas is what a middle name, probably some other. I don't know. I guess alternative name, um, but yeah, I, I, you and I must have come across the same information on his channel. Yes, <laughs> as we as we looked through more. And uh, yes, yes, this is the week that I found out that they're the same person. So okay, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, a heap of games. Adam Heap. Adam Thomas Heap. Maybe yes. <laughs> or maybe he's such a Tom fan that he's changed his name. Uh, second, remember when I told you how excited I was to, uh, next week I'm getting my M1 MacBook Air and I'm going to open 37 tabs on it and it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, yeah, yesterday got an email saying that something happened with the shipment and it will be here on the 30th of December. Oh, 
some ship sank or a plane crashed or a truck was hijacked or something because there's no information about what happened. And uh, I know a couple other people that this happened to. And then today, my post supervisor, I told him when I came in, I said, hey, I got this email yesterday because he was like, oh, that's why when this box came, I realized that it was for me and not you. I was bummed it wasn't your computer. He just bought a MacBook Air and it's the same thing. It has something to do with shipping to our area, Uh, but some very specific shipment. Me and somebody else on Chorus, which I'll get into in a second. Um, uh, me and somebody else on Chorus were both like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be here on Wednesday. That's so cool. And then it didn't come. And I was like, OK, well, I guess it'll be here Monday after the holiday. And then <laughs> come Sunday morning, I get an email uh, oh, saying man. that. So Heartbreaking. Yeah, that was a bummer. Um, speaking of Chorus FM, um, it's uh, a website that we reference a lot here on the podcast. Uh, eventually, I'm going to get jason on the pod but most importantly uh uh jason runs a pretty tight ship there mostly by himself uh and tries to keep it as ad free as possible and so he offers the subscription tiers kind of like his own version of patreon or something like that and with that you get a bunch of back-end stuff and all that stuff anyway um i uh got you a subscription last year and i thought we could do one better and get a uh, a listener a subscription uh this year uh for the holidays for the end of the year for jason recouping all the lost <laughs> ad revenue that he did have in his website this year because it was just a terrible year for everybody um and uh it's only 25 bucks but it it goes to uh, i think a good cause good publication uh so i i didn't know what we could do to facilitate this giveaway uh, the, the promo person in me was like, uh, if everybody leaves a review, everyone who has left a review is already entered and anybody else who leaves a review on iTunes can get entered and then we'll draw names out of a hat before the end of the year. But, uh, I don't know if you could think of anything else on the spot as I'm just telling you this for the first time. Whoa. Uh, Uh, no, I think that's a great idea. Okay. So, yeah, we have uh, we have everybody who's reviewed the show already. Thank you so much. And uh, on iTunes, um, thank you so much. And uh, and so then I'll post this link out uh, maybe tomorrow, um, a link to our page in the iTunes store. Uh, but leave a, lady, a rating and review uh, between now and the end of the month. And we'll pull your name out of a hat uh, before the end of the month. And then I guess it would end up being the first pod of 2021. We'll have us pulling that name out of the hat and then we'll contact you and get you all the subscription information that you need, uh, for that. So a giveaway. Huzzah. Excellent. Um, next I was talking to somebody on Instagram about Tom's brother, Ed, who, uh, turns out is an accomplished saxophonist. Uh, and, (laughs) It made me think of when we brought up the saxophone on school. Could Ed have played saxophone on school? Um, something to think about. <laughs> I think that's, yeah, it's very possible. I mean, seeing the, the picture of their family, I think it, each one of them, it maybe each year their m- mother and father said, you need to learn uh, a new instrument and put that in yeah. your bag. And, and in this Tom, family- if you're going to keep banging away in the garage, get your brother Ed in there and have him play something. <laughs> Um, but I, in my head canon, I like to think that all of the Linton family is going to appear on a Jimmy Eat World track yeah. somewhere uh, <laughs> in that. Uh, this is episode 60, which I then was thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, episode 60. 
why do I, why do I think 60 and 75 have the same anniversary gifts? And it turns out that while we do have diamonds scheduled for 75, 60 is also the diamond anniversary. So sorry, we're not doing diamond this week. <laughs> um, when did that enter your mind? <laughs> um, I don't know what it was. I, I liken everything to Disneyland anniversaries. So like when uh -huh. it was Disneyland's 50th anniversary in 2005, it was the golden anniversary. There were these golden mouse ears all over the park. And then I was like, wait, Disney's done 60 and there were diamonds everywhere. Shit. Why didn't I do episode 60 as diamond? And I looked it up and it has something to do with like some queen in the 18th century changed her diamond ju jubilee to be on the 60th anniversary of something anyway she changed it so the original diamond anniversary is 75 and the modern i guess quote unquote modern anniversary gift for 60 is diamond so somehow they're both diamond um and it's just one of those things when we hit a milestone a nice round number i think of what that is and so when i was typing up the show notes i was like oh 60 well uh what what is uh what is that supposed to be so that's how i got that um and then a couple other things uh, wanted to pitch our Patreon, which by the time this episode comes out, uh, should have our complete roundup of the quintessential cold weather, fall, winter, Jimmy Eat World albums ranked uh, both subjectively and as objectively as we possibly can. Um, and so uh, we we don't really push it that much on the general episode but i will 10 minutes into this episode um <laughs> say that we have never changed the uh requirements for joining our patreon uh which is to say that signing up for our patreon is actually free for the first month uh and what's weird is once you change that you can never go back so we've never changed it it's never been like where you sign up for patreon you have to pay us you know three bucks or whatever uh, right away to access the content. Technically, you could be uh, the type of person that goes in, uh, binges all of the uh, back catalog of special episodes, and then cancels your Patreon subscription uh, <laughs> before you get charged. Uh, so something to think about. If you're interested in what we have going on on Patreon, you can literally get a free preview uh, just by uh, signing up and, and uh, following us there. It's, uh, it's fun, interesting stuff. I think so. Uh, I, I keep thinking about our... Uh, our semi-unwritten history series that uh, we only have one episode of. I think it's really good, so good, that I'm very intimidated to do part two um, because I don't want to get anything wrong. I felt like I felt so good going into that first episode now. Uh, I well, now that we have 60, 60 episodes worth of research and findings, I think that we'll be much more confident in, in sure, timelines yeah. and where they were. So, yeah, I mean, there's going to be yeah. some discrepancies, but... I feel like we'll be we'll be in a good spot. Yeah. And then uh, second to lastly, um, uh, I finally it's only been for Patreon. Uh, I we actually have a merch store <laughs> um, and it's not <laughs> Patreon only things. It's literally we were afraid of getting a cease and desist letter from Kings Road Merge, who does all Jimmy Eats World's Jimmy Eat World's merch. Um, we've reached out to them several times because the headphone logo we use is part of Jimmy Eat World's merch. And while we did get the 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 nod, the the nod of approval from the headphone logo designer, uh, he has nothing to do with it other than having had designed it. Uh, Kings Road merch owns that that headphone 
uh, logo, which they do not currently use on any merchandise. But uh, still, if if they're feeling litigious, could get at us for printing them on shirts. But you know what? Cease and desist be damned. If you want some merchandise, <laughs> uh, we have some headphone logo Jimmy Eat Pod merchandise up on uh, Threadless. Uh, and I've been tweeting out the link for that recently. Uh, so, and I didn't even get, and I didn't do any, uh, we didn't even talk about our personal lives yet. Uh, I didn't bug you with any of that this past weekend. I tried to bug you as least as possible because you were away uh, for Thanksgiving yeah. with your family. Yeah. I How to was say, your trip? It was great. It was very nice. Low key. Didn't go anywhere uh, other than walking around the block or the neighborhood a few times just to, just to get some fresh air. It was a nice crisp 32 degrees, but there was no rain, um, no snow. There was a little bit of slush left over on the ground, but it was just nice to get away from the um, the typical Southern California weather. Plus, uh, the Santa Ana's reared their ugly heads, and while we Whoa, were out, yeah. we totally, uh, our area got shut down power-wise. Um, so uh, little, your area in Simi or in Big Bear? Uh, no, in, uh, in Simi. Oh, okay, so you guys yeah. were away and didn't have to really deal with that at all. Right, exactly. So we were, I was looking up, you know, just kind of catching up on emails and messages and stuff. And people were in the middle of uh, baking their, or, or at least <gasps> not even baking it, but you would have, you have to set it. You know, there's a lot of gas involved, but you still need an energy source to trigger the fire and control it. And they couldn't get yeah. their ovens going. People were very pissed about that. So we missed that completely, came back and, uh, you know, now I'm I'm falling back into line and, and going back through all the messages, the backlog of uh, DMs, IMs, uh, all of the stuff that people have messaged me and forwarded me. So I'm just kind of I'm, I'm slowly getting back into reality. Yeah, I really tried to inundate you as oh. little as possible. <laughs> and unless, you did a great job. Unless I felt uh, it, uh, unless I felt it needed to uh, be bothered. So, yeah. Better than O, the final of our Static Prevails demos, only because we saw we were so close to the end, and we said, why not just get there? Yeah. Um, and, two uh, away. Yeah. Uh, wait, this is not our final? No, we were two away when oh, we yes, looked at yes, it, just yes, how yes. close we were. Yeah, yeah. So the final Static Prevails demo, uh, which then I learned is uh, the one half of an Emery split uh-huh. that they did, and not the Tooth and Nail Emery, uh, band but another one from here in socal uh and also was on the germany and japan uh the german and japanese releases of the singles album uh uh tracks 11 and 4 respectively of those yeah. uh, of those releases so that's fun yeah um, and that one was that was the copy that i re- that i listened to most recently from um a heap of games and the quality of that Japanese single is so much better than <gasps> oh, the good. quality of there's the there's that multi uh, that multi track upload of the Static Prevails um, demos that I, right. that I I go back to I dip back into the one I uploaded to the Google Drive right yeah and it was just and it has like a big gap of time before the track actually starts yeah and, and there's just, again you know going back to that whole thing about the sibilance it's it just seems like very low uh low quality audio and so i was used you know, i was expecting that because this was a you know an old track i don't know how many hands it's gone through how many times it's been recompressed but then hearing uh a heap of games upload the which i'm assuming the japanese single which was released 
five years later in August right. 23rd of 2000. His is just, it almost sounds like like a, a decent release. It doesn't sound That's like That's good, because I, and I did not listen to that all the way through. I just stayed on mine, which has like terrible warble in the, the second verse, yeah. and Tom sounds like he's like either yawning or it's like decor. <laughs> like it sounds like he's like super slow. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so yeah, that'll be fun. We should, we should, uh, since this is a, a largely unreleased ever track, we could go through it, uh, one by one like that. Sure. Um, I have, uh, real quick before we get into lyrics and stuff, uh, this was, uh, Larry Elia, Mind's Eye Digital in Mesa, 1995 release date, Tom Song. Um, I put the label was capital, even though, you know, Static Prevails demo, um, it was not ever on Static Prevails. It did get released on the Emery split, but that wasn't a capital release. Um, and then uh, I had on Setlist.fm had two times that the band had played this, August 4th and 5th of the year 2000 at the Troubadour and the Glass House. Um, however, I do have uh, two other live versions that I actually have on video of them playing it in 97 and in 2000 at Nita's Hideaway. So pretty incredible that this song was still in their set list by the year 2000. Yeah, I thought how amazing would it have been if you you or I were at one of those two shows at the Glass House or uh, what was the first one? The Troub. The Troubadour, man. Just to see them playing this. That, and that was, I think, yeah. a year before I even started my journey into live music. Yeah, right. And I would have been like, I don't even know what song this is. This is like one of those deep, deep cuts that I'm just really not familiar with. Right. Um, And what's funny is I feel like I found a lot more on this than I did school, for example. But for some reason, even though school is pretty obscure, I uh, this was like listening to this. I was like, what's even happening in this song? It's all over the place. (laughs) Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You can't settle into any one sound, which is it's just which is neat. I like I like where they go with it. And sure. It once you listen to it three or four times, you and you can expect those transitions. Yeah, it I w- really yeah. falls into place. Totally a grower. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that first that first listen through, I thought, where is this? Where where was I? Do, did I listen to a verse? Is this? Am I in? Am, am I surrounded by a pre-chorus? Is <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. So I tried going through the lyrics I tried to break it down but I don't know if this song is even one of those where there is really late places that you can label in this yeah what's uh, funny this week too is I listened to some of the covers and yes there are covers um, oh yeah of this before I listened before I actually hit play on the song for myself and I was like like just hearing the intro and then the first couple lines I'm like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah right Oh, <laughs> so I guess, yeah, should we dig into the lyrics and then do you want to do this? Do you want to hit play on the actual track and then pause and then we can discuss what we've heard? Sure. Yeah, because I think that's that's great. What I grabbed from song meanings, I ended up nixing, I'd say, 30 percent of the lines in there and going for. Oh, my gosh, I left them. So I'm excited. Okay, and yeah, and then I only I, ever on, read through them once and then listened to the song and never did the two meet in my uh, research. So I'll yeah, be- I had to I listened I listened to this eight or nine times over with the lyrics in front of me. And I tried not to be you, you listen and we did this with a couple of earlier tracks. You listen to it too many times and then you start to hear 
the wrong lyrics and I just had to move on. But I feel like I've got a good idea, even though the lyrics collectively don't necessarily point me in a specific direction. So, okay, we'll start this um, with there's a little banter at the beginning, right? Yes. Which I tried to figure out what they're saying. I'm, I'm assuming it, it's it's Larry maybe making a comment. Uh, I think I know what he's saying. Uh, if if we had a server, would we watch it? And then you hear you can hear Jim very loudly going. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, I th- I think that's what he's saying. Here, let me play this real quick. I got this queued up in um in iTunes. Okay, and I just sent you a watch together link, so we gotcha. have one going. Got it. And I will be up in that. All right, so I'll play it. Uh, I think it's a couple of seconds in. Make sure that's stopped. Perfect. Here we go. Is, you can kind of, he if, does sound like he's saying if we had a watch? server, we could watch it. Yeah. But I don't know what, what they mean by server. Well, one yeah, last right? time. <laughs> Maybe saying something about a surfer? Yeah, if we had a surfer, would you watch? It sounds like he's saying server. But right. I don't think it has anything to do with just them thinking, hey, this is kind of fun. This was a couple of seconds before we recorded it anyway. Yeah. Okay, so we'll listen to it. Um, I will play this in the watch together, and this will be a heap of games since his is so clean. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Better than O. (laughs) This sounds like every demo. So there, do you want to go through the the verse, uh, what I'm assuming is the verse, the four lines, we'll just do a couple at a time? Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. So these, these four lines here, I think he's saying, this is, this is probably the most clear lyrics here is totem pole signs of death. Yep. Which I, I imagine that's, you know, with most of these Jimmy world lyrics, they, they set the stage with a couple of lines at the beginning. You're not necessarily sure where they're going, but I'm guessing totem pole signs of death. It sounds like mm, if we're thinking about Native Americans and if that's what they're talking about with totem poles, maybe this is some sort of dream, a dream of a massacre or war, something like that. But it's not modern. doesn't seem like it's modern. This is said in uh, the current time. Okay. Totem pole signs of death breeds my mind, breaks our ties. Breeds my mind. Uh huh. Breeds my mind. Uh, breaks our ties. And I think they had written breaks our times, but breaks our ties makes a lot more uh, sense to me. I don't know if he's saying breeds my mind, breaks our ties. Is breeds my mind like a turn of phrase I'm unfamiliar with? Like feeds my uh psyche, that sort of thing. It gives me things to think about. Um, I don't know. I've never heard of that term. Yeah. But then again, we hmm. also have to remember that these these are the early tracks where I think there's a lot of just uh, these guys are having marbles. fun writing. <laughs> yeah, marbles in the mouth. So breeds my mind, breaks our ties. What secret still lives in my eyes? I'm by myself just like I was before. Uh, no, no rhyming there. No rhymes. Right. Very, very uh, 
clear that they don't want to rhyme. Yeah. Um, so what secret still lives in my eyes? I'm by myself just like I was before. What other things have I seen? Um, but, but it doesn't really matter. I'm by myself like I was, like I always am, just like I've always been. I'm by myself. I have no one to share these stories with. If this is a dream, if it's some sort of vision that this person has, uh, which takes me into the next little bit I've got listed as the pre-chorus. We'll listen to that here. Man, I definitely hear they, the Green Day uh, thing. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Pay attention to the backstreets <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the broken bones. Here, let me play the last couple of lines here. I, I paused early. There's so many. Yeah, they do that augmented that. <laughs> it's it i think they they hold the chord there but you can kind of hear it in your mind what they're doing and there's a lot of different uh i don't know like phrasing that they do with the guitar that's it's like all these different little ingredients that i would probably put into one of my songs but they threw it into every one of these lines here uh so the this is what i'm considering the pre-chorus oh why can't we just find that someone stranded mm-hmm. stranded back in time so i think he's talking to himself about finding that friend. Well, he's tired of being by himself. Um, he said she's got photographs of endings of this war. Uh, maybe he's talking to himself. He said she's got photographs of endings of this war. I don't know if he's getting into his own mind. And it, maybe is there somebody else out there that I can find? I mean, should I can continue searching for this person that I can share these crazy dreams of massacre and death with? <laughs> <laughs> or it could just be gibberish. Could be. And then you can hear. Um, we'll jump into the chorus real quick, because then I guess it's just uh, repeating this whole sequence of verse, pre-chorus, and chorus, where you can get a, a glimpse or a, a brief moment of Jim screaming in here. Yeah. So you hear that, man? He got in there. He was screaming loud. Yeah, man. Cracked his voice there. So he's saying defy a couple of times there. Defy, defy in the present tense, which I believe will make a little bit more sense when we get toward the end of this. So we've now gotten through uh, a description of this carnage, this scene, the massacre, then um, a question that he asks himself. Maybe there is somebody else. Why can't I find someone to share this moment with? And I have no idea what they're getting at with defy, defy. But uh, then they scream defy a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just so punk. Oh, yeah. I've, I, don't, I don't know if I can recall a song, immediately at least, that uses defy, defy the way that these guys have. It's kind of a cool line. Yeah. Just seeing it written out, typed out is enough. All right. Then we continue. Let's go ahead and into this second verse here. Oh, still sounds decor. Yeah. 
you so oh, when boy. you said that it sounds like he's fallen asleep, I knew exactly which line you were talking about. <laughs> it's like he was yawning and they were yeah. like, Oh, we don't Maybe have time to get was. another take, man. It's hard to find. Larry was like, Look, man, I gotta go. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know I was setting up stuff, and you guys had a chance to fiddle around with yeah. the music before. But or he was rushing, go. and I mean, this is pre-Pro Tools days, so they just slowed the tape down with their finger <laughs> and like held it, held it down, <laughs> held it back a little bit as it was rolling back. Uh, Larry was like, dude, don't worry, I got you. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> it could very well be. So you hear the that uh, the yawning initial <laughs> line <laughs> so bottom line it's hard to find just watch in time i think we'll mind so these uh this is different right now we've got uh we've gone from absolutely no rhyming to the pre-chorus with a little bit of rhyming in oh there. yeah there you go now it's every line is rhyming so bottom line yeah. it's hard to find just watch in time i think we'll mind you would get tired of being in my position too being this um this person who is uh, stuck in this series of maybe it's a nightmare and I don't have anyone to share it with. And it, I, the second half of this, it sounds like he's saying what better way, but I still think Tom is going what better way. Oh, he's so doing I, the 90s I crossed thing. out what. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what exactly. be- yeah. Yep, there you go. When I come around. So he's pulling a, <laughs> another green day here. <laughs> yeah. So I've crossed out what, but I got a better way, yeah, a longer ride, and this is the one line that even listening to the covers I couldn't make sense of. I think I've seen gold and I want to find. Oh, interesting. Uh, but so, the original lyrics were a single something. Yeah. Um did you see Christy or Christ 69 on March 6, 2005 on Song Meanings? says a cigarette I wanna find. Right. And that's actually but, initially what I had it when I oh, changed my Let's to. listen to it again. Can we go back a little bit and listen to that oh, yeah, and sure. see if we hear cigarette? Oh. Here, let's try this again. Sorry. Maybe it's, it's a, cigarette. a cigarette I don't want to find. Yeah, and I heard the same thing you did just now. A, oh. a cigarette I don't want to find. Huh. Weird. Yeah. Could, I mean, it doesn't lead me I any already closer don't really to... get the song, so why not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just defy, David, defy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, maybe it is a, a cigarette I don't want to find. I got and I want to find, but I don't want to find is, makes more sense lyrically. Yeah. Okay, uh, and then we'll go through. I'll let the last bit play, and we'll just go through to this this little outro thing that uh, Tom love this and outro James thing. Said. I got I mm-hmm. got comments. <laughs> okay.
Yeah, so sick. So uh, it's interesting. I'm going to go back here a little bit because I want to talk about that bridge. <laughs> okay. Um, let's take a listen to that again. What's interesting is I'm only getting one channel of what you're playing back to me, and I'm hearing a synth way back there, which is kind of cool. Huh. Um, that I'd never heard before. Uh, uh, and what it, it's interesting because I don't hear the guitar part at all, but I do want to play what this. Uh, there's four songs I've pulled. That this uh, this bridge reminds me of. Uh, okay, we're, and real I'm going to work my way up because I asked around a lot and I listened to a lot of ska today, trying to figure out which song it was. Um, okay, let me let me so, uh, let me take oh, yeah. a little step into a, t- a tiny little rabbit hole here. Then um, I wanted to ask you about this. So inside the the Jimmy Eat World Emery split, um, the liner oh. notes. It okay. says Jimmy Jimmy World better than O Larry L yeah misspelled L E L E Y A at Mind's Eye Digital Mesa. Thank you, Jesse. Hello, Emery. Down at the bottom of Discogs here, Scott Heisel uh, four years ago mentions this record was released by Jesse Johnson. That's right. Later of Motion City soundtrack, he's the keyboardist. Did so he Correct. says it he was does released. the Moog stand. Yeah. So do you think it could be him doing the keyboards? The oh, synth back there? that's interesting. That could be cool. Yeah. If you're yeah. actually hearing that, I mean, I, I couldn't hear it. Let's again play a little bit of that bridge, and then I'm going to start playing you songs that I, I think I finally okay. landed, but I want to play you. The fourth song I play is the one I think is the one that I, I'm thinking of, but I'm going to play the other three songs that I got to that very much feel like what this song is okay. channeling. Uh, uh, do you so, have that uh, queued up? I do. Give me just a sec. Watch together. I'm at 208, so it's gonna we're going to go right into the okay. bridge here. Yeah. Yep. So that is the most ska I've ever heard Jimmy Eat World get. <laughs> it's so funny to me. They just need uh, a couple of guitars going quack, quack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So <laughs> I sent it to a buddy of mine, uh, Ryan, who I'm going to have on the show soon because he understands Camelots. Um, yes. And so I want to pick his brain about that. So he and I grew up playing playing in a punk band in high school and college. And I was like, if anybody knows what the song is reminding me of, he's very much on my same like grew up as a ska punk kid <laughs> uh, uh, wavelength. And this is what he thought it was, which I I think is one, definitely one of the things that I landed on. So take a listen to the intro to this no effect song. So that bridge has definite. Oh, yeah. Punk and Drublick energy. Um <laughs> And uh, and so that was the first song that I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely hear that. The next I thought of was Mirror in the Bathroom. Uh, oh. If you're familiar by uh, the beat, also known as the English beat. Um, so I'm going to play a little bit of the intro of Mirror in the Bathroom. Uh, and uh, you'll hear... Got that rock steady beat. Yeah, baby. So I want to make like 
a bunch of different versions of this better than O that have this in the br- <laughs> bridge instead of, instead of it. In, instead of the ska breakdown that they did. So uh, there was one more NoFX song. I was very much stuck on this has to be a NoFX song. Um, and again, this this song uh, is one of my favorites. Uh, and it definitely, I mean, NoFX has this way of writing about them. And they're huge, huge ska fans. Um, uh, so uh, if you listen to the intro to this song, it definitely has the same sort of vibe. I love Fat Mike's bass tone. Yeah. Ugh, can't be beat. So finally, I'm pretty sure that uh, the last one that I came across is the one. Um, and that is Here in Your Bedroom by Goldfinger. Uh, That's what I may keep not be... hearing in my head. <laughs> okay, that is. Okay, good. Um, like if I would have texted you, is that what you would have probably come up with first yeah. or... That's what I kept hearing in my head, but I couldn't place it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, let's take a quick listen to the intro to Here in Your Bedroom, because I'm pretty sure this is what I was thinking of. Could you imagine if John Feldman produced a Jimmy Eat World record? <laughs> I can't. I, I don't know if I would hate it or love it. I'd probably be mad at it until I loved every song. <laughs> then you, you just succumb to it. I'd be angry about it. I, I, what would I be? I I wouldn't be mad. I'd be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, I thought that was a fun musical journey. All in all, what I did end up with Ryan, who understands Camelot wheels, and uh, it has to do with mixing things um, harmonically. Uh, he was like, we definitely need to do a mashup of these four songs. Um, I think you and I understand Camelots being musicians, but we just don't, we can't explain it as right. a Camelot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he started to explain it to me, and I was like, "Stop right there! I'm I'm <laughs> almost starting to understand pod. it, and I want you to explain <laughs> it on the pod." <laughs> um, uh, but it is really interesting, and we're gonna do some interesting stuff with Camelots, I think. So, um, uh, so there it is. That that is the ska breakdown. I'm interested to know if this is the ska high point for uh for Jimmy Eat World, or if we're gonna come around to another ska <laughs> sound from them. Teasing us. Yeah, the, and the I, best, love the, the I love the I love the idea that maybe that guy uh, uh, Jesse from Motion City soundtrack uh, played the the synth in that bridge. Yeah, and he just you know maybe because he was uh, assembling this, putting it together, he thought I don't need any credit on this. Let's just yeah get this thing out. Yeah. So you'd mentioned the liner notes. I didn't see, although I'm sure you probably just went to Discogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up back at Stitches and Grooves, which we had come across as that like that record collector's blog. And he didn't have great photos of the liner notes. So is there anything else really cool or interesting? There seems to be lots of information in the liner notes. Uh, 
So it looks like it shows, um, I'm assuming this is common with splits. We've talked about this, where Jimmy World is, um, I don't know if this is the front or if this is uh, one of two pressings, but Jimmy World is listed at uh, at the top above Emery in uh-huh. one. And this one has Jimmy Eat World with extra umlauts over the A Correct. and O. Right. <laughs> and then you have the one that's on duct tape where Emily, Emery and Flesher is listed headlining above Jimmy Eat World better than Oh. Elf. So I don't know if that's uh, the back of the split and it's just the band that's I handing see. it out. Just this is the side that, you know, we're headlining or whatever. Right. Uh, and then on the inside, you have that note, the very short note that's from Jimmy World. And at the bottom of it, it's it looks like a facsimile of just like a, a book of matches. But Industry for Outer Space, P.O. Box, then 30864 Mesa, Arizona, 85275. We've seen that before. Yes. And there is a, a large letter. This one looks like it's from Emery. But it, I mean, they, it's, there's a lot in here. And they they're just thanking everybody. It's much larger than than Jimmy World's. Uh-huh. But it's kind of neat to see that this band came out of Rancho Cucamonga, which is maybe what thirty minutes away from us yep. in LA. It's in northern LA. Kind of cool. And they at the bottom they give a shout out to Craig Nepp at For the Record in Orange County, California. Uh, for sounds like you know assembling and paying for it or putting it together yeah but that's what it is and so it's a I guess from handwritten ordinary letter. recording ordinary record company yeah right now judging from the handwriting um this at the bottom it says jovial cs which is chris smith uh from emory uh, and then if you go to the previous page with jim's i'm assuming this is jim's uh serial killer writing because yeah. it looks very blocky yep and it's a mix of lowercase and uppercase, which I, I'm I'm guilty of that. And I, I do remember reading somewhere that that's the sign of a serial killer. Um, oh, if you boy. Can't. <laughs> so good things for us. Um, or maybe it was just a disturbed mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's what I saw here. They're high quality scans. Are you looking at the yeah, same Yeah, I'm ones? looking at them now yeah. on Discogs. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, and then the actual record itself, Ordinary Records. Uh, 45 side a they have one emery flesher and then one for um, jimmy world better than O. yeah now i do think we should listen to a little bit of flesher um i yeah. have a link for it here and i can put that up on uh oh there there we go uh into watch together and i did not uh listen to this yet did you happen to take a listen i yet? did a, a few times all right. Oh, you must have liked it. Liked what you heard. <laughs> Here we are. Flesher by Emery. I have to bleach my belt. <laughs> my belt is not wide enough for this. 
Is it instrumental? No, they'll start singing right now. Yeah, then they do one dissonant little ending here. Oh, hell yeah. so tight so i did not expect I, you to listen to the whole thing oh you like sorry it? i guess i i guess i had uh i had uh control but yeah i, I dug it man um and uh i i mean here's the thing is so i always assumed that it was the other emory band that i'd heard of uh which i'm looking at their wikipedia now uh they're from seattle right uh, and formed in 2000 um this is a different emory uh from southern california blah, 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 blah. Um, 
So I just always assumed, oh, Jimmy Eat World did a split with Emery back in the day. It was this Emery, I assumed. Um, and then so I Googled Emery Rancho Cucamonga, and I saw that there is a street called Emery Place in Rancho <laughs> Cucamonga. And if you look at the street, it's just the most suburban street you've ever seen. So just imagine like that garage with the minivan <laughs> behind, oh, that, yeah. <laughs> behind that is garage Emery door is Emery banging out. away at this. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man! Although none of these houses were built in 1995, so uh, <laughs> these are the most like 2004 houses I've ever seen. Yeah, I know um, this is this is not an uh, an Emory pod, but uh, the comment on there was one comment on that YouTube video that you had just played, and it's there's it's from Tyler Rice. Uh, wish we could hear more from these guys, and then Jay Hansel. Uh, Around the same time, a year ago, Tyler Rice, I, I originally paid for this recording as well. There is four more songs that were to be released on a five-song 12-inch on my label, 99 recordings back then that I never acted on. I'm currently in the retrieval process of that recording. So you know this hmm. song as well as others were recorded live in the studio. There was no individual tracking. These guys had their shit down. Interesting. Yes. Now, did you also come across the article... Uh, from the blog Willfully Obscure. Yes, I did. Okay, so if you look down, at, I mean, we can go through what they're, what uh, Willfully uh, Obscure is saying, but down at the bottom, uh, you can see that from Turbo Buddha, it must be the same user. This must be his blogger uh, pseudonym, but I'm responsible for the Emery song on the split and, and goes on to say the same things. No overdubs. Emery were amazingly talented. Look forward to this coming year. You won't be disappointed. I promise. That was in 2017. So I don't know if since that person has released it. Uh, so I'm but looking just trying at to bring 99 recordings. Uh, they had a centric cons- conscious sig- single that they had released in 99 on 99 recording er, in 95 on 99 recordings. Um, but those are the only two releases from Emery. But it is 99 recordings is uh, involved there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't find much anything. on that. Yeah, I'm not finding anything else new. Uh, and, I mean, ever, it's hard to Google Emery and find this Emery. Right, um, right. Uh, but, yeah, there's some, uh, yeah, Willfully Obscure, Obscure was interesting. Um, uh, and I guess we'll just read, a, it's not a big blurb here yeah. about them. Uh, it would be no exaggeration to say that I've been on a huge Jimmy Eat World kick lately. Not that a lot of you necessarily would care or in a small way be affected by that, but I digress. The vast majority of their catalog is still in print, and while I could easily go into specifics about my albums of choice by the Mesa, Arizona Boys, Done Good, uh, I'll focus on this very scarce split single. Better Than O was recorded as a demo for the band's second album, The Pre-Stardom Static Prevails. At this time in their career, the group was splitting the vocals between Jim Adkins, the one who sings all the MTV hits, and Tom Linton, who still resides in Jimmy Eat World lineup. I'm pretty positive this track has Linton's vocal print on it as he possesses quite a distinctive bellow from Adkins. Totally Tom, for sure. Um, besides, it's an appearance, uh, besides its appearance on this wax, Better Than O may have been included on the Japanese version of the combo's quite essential singles collection, but that incarnation of the album has long been unavailable. By the way, it's uh, if it's Jimmy demos, rarities, or live script shows you're looking for, you'll do no better than going over the vast trove archived at B-Sides R Us, which, man, I used to have that bookmarked. Yeah, <laughs> I used to get, it's a bummer. I, I, I got couldn't even so find, many B-Sides there. I couldn't find any... <laughs> um, there were two records of it on archive. And then one was wow. the site was 
the page was down and it was ads. And then the other one that was a year before that, I want to say it was a year, it uh, it said this blog is no longer found. So nothing that we could oh. uh, pillage from. Bummer. Yeah. And then uh, there's a little blurb about Emery, who I have little biographical info about, inhabited a place called Rancho Cucamonga, California. Their spirited contribution here, the dissonant flesher, makes a convincing case for the band aspiring to the status of drive-like Jehu progress of shorts. Uh, I think these guys also have a seven inch of their own that I have tucked away somewhere. So I love that this guy also has that. And then it looks like he shares like a zippy file, a zippy share file of the yeah. <laughs> uh, files, which I'm, I'll bet that's a dead link now. I didn't even try it. I, I figured it I'm was, trying. Uh, it yeah, was dead. it's expired and does not exist on the server. <laughs> so yeah, yeah man. there is um, on Rachel music. This was the connection that I found with uh, Tyler Rice from a year ago. And um, on Rate Your Music, Better Than O, Flesher, um, this is unfortunately rated 2.97, uh, 5 from 7 ratings, 5.0 out of 5. Yeah, I guess so, almost 3 out of 5. But I do like the descriptors, male vocals, somber, bittersweet, raw, energetic, <laughs> passionate, right. mel- melodic, and lo-fi. <laughs> cool. And then down at the bottom, we have Tyler643, which I'm assuming is Tyler Rice, Saying the Jimmy World side is it pretty basic song you'd expect from them in the mid '90s, not bad, just nothing that stands out either. I don't agree with that. That Emery side though, damn, that second half of the track really caught me by surprise because they really brought it. I wish we could hear more from these guys because if they did this well on a one-off split single that almost everyone overlooks, I can only imagine what they would be capable of on a solo record. I suppose those days are probably far gone now. Who knows what these guys are up to? Huh? Yeah, I still like uh- Jimmy's song better on this split, man. Uh, yes, uh, 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 they're two though. very different things. Uh, Emery's song yeah. is very, like I said, it's very white belt. Very, uh, um, yeah. I they, mean, for '95, that sounded pretty uh, 2000 to me. <laughs> yeah, Midwest emo. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, stitches and grooves. So we had come across this guy is like another vinyl uh, collector, um, and he wrote a little short blurb about this split that I thought would be uh, worth digging in a little bit. See if there's anything good in here. Uh, This is the first split Jimmy World ever released, which came out in 1995. The seven inch was released by Ordinary Records, which I now believe is defunct and has been quite for quite some time. Before I get a ton of comments asking about it, this is not the tooth and nail records band. Emery is an entirely different band handling from Los Angeles. That was very, very short lived. Uh, All copies were pressed on black vinyl, and I do not know how many copies were pressed. This is a pretty rare seven inch, though, and pops up only for sale once or twice a year, if that. These don't change hands that much. Odds are the person selling it is clearing out their entire collection. Uh, The few I've seen up for sale have gone for no less than $20, but usually end up going for closer to $40. I was able to be checking my email at the right time and got a Discogs alert that someone was selling their split for $14 to boot. So, wow. What a get for $14. Yeah, no kidding, right? Now I want to get this Emery split. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I thought that was... uh, I like uh, I like mining their site since we found it for uh, for things um, that are not easily found. I have certainly come around with Discogs. I uh, I didn't understand oh. it at first, and I think I think that uh, that was short sighted of me. You know, you you would even say you you know you got it. You can't. I'm not. We're not besmirching any bats here, but you did yeah, say yeah. you, you got to give Discogs a chance, man. And I have, and there's. There's just so much more to it than I understood, and I see the usefulness of it now as a, just a resource. 
Yeah. I wish it were easier to add things that you have in your collection to be sold. It doesn't seem to be like I could scan all the barcodes and manually enter all the records I own, but there's no like one quick click yeah. to be like, oh, I'm done with this record. I want to sell it now. It, it's right. not that easy, um, which is kind of a pain. So. Uh, uh, so, yeah, what a cool uh, little um, piece of trivia. This uh, mm-hmm. this split. Um, and there was another video. We were talking about this. I think I'd messaged you earlier today about this. Another video that had the track in it. Um, and the description goes, Beast Song by Jimmy Eat World. Don't know the label, but I think it was put out on a split with Emery. Uh, so this is the one where I found you You scroll down a couple of comments. Oh, right. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Edward Linton was there making a, a uh, dropping in again with some information for the people that had the questions. As he uh, has in the past. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, it's with Wood and Blue Records, a local label. It was put on their first EP, Four Song Vinyl, when they were, I think, juniors in high school back in 93. Songs on EP were Better Than O, Angst for Joel, One, Two, Three, Four, and Indecent Exposure, and Hey You. I don't know the order of the songs. So lending a little insight from, from the front lines. You know, yeah, I don't... now I'm interested because I don't remember it being on with one, two, three, four. But let's see. I gotta look through my. Uh... Oh, come on. Are you gonna go on to disc discogs? I'm I'm being uh I'm being really uh old school. So hey you is an Orangewood Sessions uh song. You said hey you right? Yeah. So hey you. I mean, unless there's an Orangewood song that sounds a lot like better than O. Uh, so what else did he say was on there? Uh, angst for Joel, one, two, three, four, better than O, uh, indecent exposure, and hey, you. Angst for Joel is on one, two, three, four. So look at you, indecent exposure, angst for Joel, one, two, three, four. Those are all on one, two, three, four. Okay, so he just misspoke about. Better I don't than mean o. to bespur- besmirch uh, Ed. Yeah. Um, I don't know the order of the songs. Here's the thing, too, is like back in the day when even us as a band, like when when I was in the band with Ryan and we had recordings. Uh, from like the demo we recorded at his house versus the demo we paid to have recorded somewhere else. We always had them on like one CD and you know what I mean? Like when we were just driving around and we would listen to them all together. You could never remember what was on what. And uh, I imagine back in that day when they had everything on tape, it was even more uh, obscure. Uh, there were probably so many versions floating around. Yeah, totally. Um because, yeah, even this this particular song, uh, Better Than O, wasn't put out on Wooden Blue uh, that I'm right that I could find. Uh, right. I couldn't unless, find it either. All I saw was Ordinary Record Co. And then the other yeah. the, uh, the, the other distribution channels through you know Germany and, and Japan. Yeah. And let's see. Was one, two, three, four put out on Wooden Blue? One, two, three, four was. And. Uh, again, not besmirching uh, the uh, the release. I'm just trying to see, like, oh, is there something I missed? Right, uh, make heads and tails. Yeah, yeah. Trying to make heads of this tails. Um, uh, but still, always, yes, very cool to see Ed Linton popping up here. Uh, didn't mention how he played sax on school, interestingly enough. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Did not promote that very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, I know Tyler see. Rice kind of uh, crapped on it, but uh, yeah, I did come across, uh, we know Adam Heap is a fan. Yes. And uh, 
Josh Joshman PD is a big yes. fan too. So I know that we got people, listeners of ours, that uh, that do appreciate this track, even though Tyler That's Rice right. can lick a boot. This I this is interesting. So the video that you're that Ed Linton commented on has better than O with an exclamation point. Now in my iTunes library, it does not have an explanation point. Right on the Emory split, it does not have an explanation point exclamation point but i remembered it when i was typing my show notes i typed it with an exclamation point because that's how i remembered it where did i did you happen to come across in your trails at all like yes when or so why i think this? if you if you search in the drive there is uh-huh. one record that comes up with O uh with an exclamation point oh i thought so because i i had the same uh realization what i was typing out and creating the the uh the file in audition i wanted to add in that exclamation point yes was i right uh but i couldn't remember where i saw it and every other reference i i went back to was there was no um punctuation at the end maybe i was wrong let's see yeah i guess it's not in the uh in the drive like that i must have seen it somewhere else yeah a mystery i i'm looking <laughs> yeah it's all lowercase because i was like oh maybe it's an ohio thing maybe it's like better than ohio uh-huh. um but it's all lowercase on the back of the EP on the back of the split. Um, There are no capital letters at all. So it still could be Ohio, Uh, but yeah, better than, Oh, like what does that phrase even mean? Um, And then if I look on, yeah, the singles album that has better than, Oh, doesn't seem to have it with a, uh, with an exclamation point. Look at the Japanese version. No, I'm just interested. Why Why would I have thought that it had an exclamation point and then this upload had it with an exclamation point? I'm not like a big, I'm going to go on YouTube and listen to music kind of guy. So like, I just don't see that as being the reason I would know it with an exclamation point. And yeah, the Germany. Now that's interesting. Carbon scoring better than, oh, carbon scoring. The, def- that's so weird. So, the German release was on Defiance Records. If you click on more images and you go to the track lineup on the back, it does say Defiance Records at the top, yet Better Than O is not listed on the track list here. Curious. Yeah, and curiouser. Uh, the world may never know. <laughs> um, hmm. Welp, let's go to a couple live videos. Um, All right. I've got this of them playing live in 1997 at The Barn in Riverside, California. Let's take a little listen. Here we go. Jim in that uniform. I love that Jim was like, oh, we're playing that song.
damn straight. <laughs> Did you catch that uh, look I, of exasperation of Jim uh, looking over at Zach? <laughs> uh, well, at the, the beginning, beginning when he just kind yeah. of puts his arms out, like, yeah, oh, we, that's what we're going to play? Like, <laughs> or are you going to start this off this right? out of the set list? Uh, I'm going to jump over to the bridge and see what it sounds like. Uh, let's take a guess around here. So here's them playing. Now, this audio is actually pretty good. This is live in 2000 at Nita's Hideaway. This is audio only, unfortunately, for you and me. We don't get to watch and see how cool they might have looked at this show. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to jump to the second verse because he probably won't sound like he's yawning. You know what, though? <laughs> what happened? He he de- deliberate. Well, I don't know if it's deliberately, but Tom, th- that was the one line, the fourth line in the second verse. Um, I've seen gold and I want to find he accidentally or purposefully. I can't tell redoes. I'm by myself just like I was before. So when we listen to this, we'll hear it where. He's starting three lines in, and then he just says the fourth line from verse one. So go ahead and play oh. it. Oh. I wonder if he forgot the lyric. He was like, I don't know what it was. Well, and, and that's it. So <laughs> the reason why I brought that up and I had a question for you at the very end, it sounds like it's Tom saying it, but he goes, um, oops. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think he realized it. He, he probably didn't even remember what the hell he was saying when he that's sang funny. it, you know, five years before. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Blink does that a lot, uh, especially with songs where they like change tenses or something in the second version of the verse or something like, yeah um it's just the lyrics are too similar and you just get lost <laughs> uh uh so yeah there it is that's uh that's the couple live versions of that song that uh, i have in existence um let's 
jump over to uh before we get into some other fun stuff i have a couple community things do you have community things i didn't have anything oh so uh first is adam heap who is a heap of games um he had included this on the ultimate tom led album uh with satanica and uh school which did he have this one in the middle of his track listing yeah it was right smack dab in the middle Okay. Um so uh yeah, that's uh right there. Uh dude. Dude, dude, dude. Give me a number between one and fifty because it's in the top fifty of JT O'Donnell's. Whoa. List. Yeah. Wow. One to fifty, huh? Yeah. Um uh, go the answer. This is to all a things secret club. Oh, I was forty two? No, thirty-three. <laughs> club thirty-three, so, right? Better than, oh, Jimmy Eat World Emery Split 7-inch, 1995. I believe this is the oldest song on this list, and the first one that really pointed to any modicum of the promise the band achieved a few years later. As I noted in the first part of this list, I didn't include anything from their first self-titled, independently released, and out-of-print record because it isn't very good. You can listen to it here. Better than, oh released on a split seven inch the next year is their first good song. The opening sounds, uh, the opening seconds of better than O feature the laughter of the guys, including Jim's unmistakable cackle. It was a harbinger <laughs> of the ease they'd use to approach better than O a rocker with a fine punk rock per, uh, vocal performance by Tom and generally one of their best early punk guitar performances. If there was any question all these years later about the band's punk roots, look no further than this old chestnut with a chorus. This <laughs> is mostly just Tom. That's uh, uh, mostly just Tom screaming defy at the top of his lungs. Uh, so, yeah, Jake T. O'Donnell, number 33 of the best Jimmy World wow. of all time. Um, and uh, this guy has shown up on chorus a few times, Petrov, P-E-T-R-O-V. He posted December 31st of 2019. Uh, I found this site that had, I think, everything by Jimmy listed, and I found one project, Jimmy Eat World slash Emery. Going into that, I found one massively great single named Better Than O. It was sung by Tom, and looking it up, it was meant to be on Static Prevails, but didn't make it. Has anyone heard of it? Oh, and no matter where I look, I cannot find Beautiful Is available to download. So if anybody does have it, would highly appreciate it if you could share it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just that was like the only mention of the song on chorus. Uh, but it was number 33 on Jake T. O'Donnell's list. So uh, that means that it's slightly popular. I've got yeah. three covers, two of which I think are the same. Uh, yes. And uh, but before I get to that, Justin, believe it or not. Will you fire up text to speech? Because Megan Golding has blessed us. No with way. An instrumental version of Better Than O. <laughs> okay, I could uh, not believe it. Let me clean this up. I can't wait to hear text to speech scream defy. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do the the second half. Oh yeah, let's hear. Okay. Uh, yeah yeah yeah. Okay, I'm ready. All right. Uh, give me just a couple seconds here. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you're ready. I'm I'm so surprised that she uh that she well, put look, one Megan, together. Megan doesn't just do the hits, okay? She uh, really yeah, there are there are definite deep cuts. Yeah. Megan does not discriminate. Alright, I'm going with I'm I've seen gold. Okay. Alright. Here we go. Mm-hmm. 
bottom line it's hard to find. Just watch in time, I think we'll mind. A better way, a longer ride. I've seen gold and I wanna find. Oh why can't we just find in someone? Stranded back in time. He said she's got photographs of. Endings of this world. Defy, 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 defy. Alive to ride, alive to ride, harmonies. I, I left my note about the harmonies. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That was good. Defy, 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 defy. Thank you, Megan Golding. Yeah. For blessing wow. us. So, um, there's YouTube user Blue Juggernaut. Uh-uh. Blue Juggernaut. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and his cover seems to have been recorded live. Sounds an awful lot like Thomas Heap, <laughs> Thomas Adam, Adam Thomas Heap. Um, so my gut is he had even mentioned that he had played this uh, a bunch of Jimmy Eat World songs live at a pub uh, years and years ago and finally sat down and recorded them at home. So we can hear him play a little bit of it live uh and then some years later a little bit of it at home mm -hmm. uh so i will uh paste in blue juggernaut now i'm interested because blue juggernaut i didn't dig into that account is that just thomas's yes previous account yes it is okay and i love that he's holding an electric guitar, but this is very clearly an acoustic guitar. It's an acoustic Les Paul. <laughs> Remember they made that acoustic um, boss pedal you could get? Oh, and it was like a beige color, right? Yeah. <laughs> I gotta do that match on that. Okay, so uh, uh, that's at 104. So now let's jump to 105 on a heap of games channel uh, where he's playing this at home. I love his YouTube image. I didn't find the time. That's okay. Look at it. He's got static prevails back there. He's such a head. Yeah. Look at that depth of field. So shallow. Now I am interested in how he does the bridge. Even live, like, I just didn't buy it. It didn't feel ska to me when they yeah. did it live. Oh, 
I mean, there's not much you can do with an acoustic guitar and, uh, and a ska bridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's a heap of games playing it live at a pub and uh, and once in his uh, Static Prevails bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I love seeing that album, that blue yeah. color. Just it's very distinct. Yes. Sitting uh, back and there. Finally, we've got and he commented actually on a heap of games uh, yeah. video. Uh Joshman PD, Joshua Aguilera, also has a cover of Better Than O. So I thought we would play a little bit of that here. I'm doing it every time, man. I'm glad you uh, and I both heard that. <laughs> you know what's funny is you told me that, right? And I was just still geeking out that I was standing next to Tony Canal. I didn't hear it. And then uh, I heard it when we were listening to through it right now. And I was like, oh, my God, it does sound like Green Day. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man, that's the track better than. Oh, is there anything else you had uh, that you wanted to mention about it? Uh. Not really. I had a, uh, a, a an apocalyptic rave DJ. That, oh my gosh! Yeah. Do you <laughs> what did you mix it, it with, and why? Okay. <laughs> I know. So I started with first um, this one called "Oh Money Mo Problems." Didn't like. Oh, it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Well, I can try it. I just don't. I think I, I might as well just shove this the second one down the gullet here. Uh, this one's called. <laughs> Better than Flesher. So this is actually, (laughs) if you were to play, if you were to play that split, you know, both sides at the same time. So here we go. This is um, (laughs) better than Flesher. Get ready for the uh, craziness. (laughs) Yeah. This is like first band practice vibes. It's when you open up the doors to like practice space. Yeah, exactly. You walk (laughs) into the hallway and like somebody's friend is walking into another room. Oh, exactly. Oh, so there you have it. Dissonance. Wow. (laughs) That's it, man. That's all I got.
That was terrific. Well, um, uh, everyone, uh, please enter our contest so I can give you a free uh, year of supporter status over on Chorus.fm. And check us out on Patreon for a full month, uh, or you can feel those cold weather vibes with us as we do live listen-alongs and then a subjective slash objective ranking (laughs) of the cold weather fall winter Jimmy Eat World albums. Um, uh, you may not be surprised, but we sure were the outcome. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited um, to go through it. So, uh, we're gonna go record that episode. And Justin, unless you have anything else, that is it. Uh, everybody, continue to please wear a mask and be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. Pay attention to the. <laughs> <laughs>